All right. Always wait to find that out. Uh, ben is always at the top of my screen, apparently. I was there last week. Oh, oh okay, ben. good. It rotates then. All right. I am Ben. I play the character Eddie the Hookup. I have had a really rough week, so I'm ready to kill some shit in this campaign today. I'm going to eat some potato skins and kill some people. And uh, all I only have one of them left. I think you do I'm almost out of potato skins. So let's kill some people. Brian. All right. What's up, guys? I'm Brian. I play Sarge, the trash munching, drunk punching monk. And I am also ready to kill some shit. So, or do some drugs. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe both. See how the day uh, unfolds. <laughs> Braden? My name is Braden, and I play the paladin Steve. And been a long week of school this week, so I'm ready to fuck some shit up, too. Uh, I'm Ryan, your dungeon master, and welcome back to Goblins and Goblets. A yeah, how, how was your week, Ryan? Was it, your was, week it, was, it was all right. My job Are is you relatively boring at the moment. Uh, I'm always ready to kill you guys. <laughs> this is a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast as loosely based on the fifth edition rules as I can make it. You could almost hear the air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it on. I had some stuff planned, but as you can see, we're missing a couple individuals today. Yeah, I'm players. Uh, you guys are currently sailing from Castrum Contritos, uh, where you guys did some puzzles last week, found some shit, and got some more questions than answers. But you guys are headed for Quantro because Eddie received a pigeon, I believe, saying that... Picking the sky. Yeah, yeah, it was a pigeon. Saying that your contact in... Quantro needs immediate assistance. So you guys decided to sail there first, and then you will head to the Royal City of Twelfth next session to deal with some other stuff that was brought up. Uh, so you guys sail for probably a week or so, six days, to get around the northern tip of the island and arrive in Quantro. Why don't you all roll me a history check except for Eddie, because he knows about this place. Why don't the rest of you roll me a history check and see what you remember or what you know, what you've heard. What the history do? That's a plus one. Uh, character sheet. Hold on. You should bring that up. No. Oh, plus zero in that. that makes so. sense. Eight. Sarge, you have never heard of Quantro. You are not real familiar with the main island of two. And Steve... This is pretty far away from where you're originally from, so you've never been over this far either. So Eddie knows that Quantro is the home on the main aisle of most of the pirate activity. So you have a big store here. You sell a lot of product in Quantro. You ship the better majority of what you make up here, and they also make their own stuff up here. Uh, you have a very trusted individual whose name is Drew, who runs things up here for you when you're out of town, because most of your time is spent in the Royal City. Uh, most of your kind of dealings outside of Quantro are pretty much in the Royal City right now. You're kind of looking to expand. That's why you have Salvron shipping stuff back up to uh, Court 
and stuff like that. But this is this is your big money operation. So when you got the pigeon saying that shit had hit the fan, you knew you needed to get there post haste. So as you guys roll up into the docks, dock your ship and get off, you see pirates everywhere. They are they're not hostile as long as you don't provoke them. And if you provoke them, you're gonna piss off this whole town. So I wouldn't do that. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Uh, you guys kind of step off onto the the main boardwalk down below the city. There's eight or ten docks down here. Like most of them are full. You guys just managed to to take the last spot that you could see coming in. And you guys exit the ship. Eddie, you know the way to your store here. Do you want to name it or do you just call it drag? Or like, do you have a sign out front? Because this is kind of like the black marketplace. So nobody really looks down on drug buying, selling, smuggling, stuff like that. I'm going to call it drag you. Drag you. It's a play on word to a... uh what they call like little gas stations in Korea. They call them CU. I'm going to call it drag you. Oh, interesting. Uh, and you try and capitalize on every individual who comes into port. So you know that Drew and his employees spend a lot of time down at the docks, stuff like that. You don't know every employee that works for him by name or wouldn't be able to pick him out in a crowd and stuff, but you, you and Drew are tight. You yeah, actually went to Alchemist to school together. Awesome. So we'll call them buddies. So if you look on the map that I sent you, the building, it's labeled with a D. It's the only building labeled. Uh, it is out the back of town. So you guys make your way down the road, out through the back of the city, and make it to drag you. Nobody really gives you guys a second glance or gives you any sort of trouble. You kind of... Oh, yeah. I'm in a rush right now. Yeah. My you are... You are moving, and you guys make it there relatively quickly. So you guys walk into the store, and as you kind of push open the door and hear the bell jingle above, you enter a complete and utter shit show. The drag you has been broken into. It was closed, and everything here is gone. The store is completely ransacked. There are a couple vials laying around, smashed, but mostly everything is gone, just not in here. And Drew comes out from the back room when he hears the door jingle and comes up to you and says, Eddie, my cousin, things have gone south. We have a problem. boom. This is, this is, we will not be home in time for dinner because we have a big problem. What the fuck, Drew? How'd this happen? Well, I, I put you in charge of this. What, what, what happened here? I was down at the docks peddling. I had a couple employees call off. I needed I needed to sell and I needed to move product. And the only way I was going to do that last the other day was to do it myself. So I was down at the dock trying to get some pirates interested in some drag. And when I came back, I had locked everything up tight, just like I usually do. When I came back, the whole building was broken into. Everything was gone. It's just completely fucked. Um... And he says, they left you this note, or I guess they left this note. And he pulls a, a piece of fucked up parchment out of his pocket. It's just kind of scrawled onto whatever piece of scrap paper they could find. And the note says, find a new hobby. That's it. You 
roll me a history check to see if you remember some stuff. All right, let's check it out. Let's, what is history? Intelligence. Awesome. Here we go. Right, I got a 17. Yeah, that's good enough. Even through your drugged up haze, you remember that there is a group of people or individuals, I guess, led by a person, quote unquote, named Grog, who is an orc, who have been trying to derail your drug operation because drugs are bad and people don't need them. So you should stop selling them. That is their whole kind of idealism. Um, so you are currently in the middle of this crime scene. You have this sheet of paper. You pretty much know who did it, but you don't know where they went or how to find them. All right. I'm going to look around the, the broken store. I'm yes. going to look at the note. I'm going to start putting strings up around <laughs> the building. Red strings. I'm Trying going to connect all the dots. I'm going CSI Miami, and then I want to put some sunglasses on and look outside and be like, well, looks like we're not going to be back in time for dinner. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. We're done. Uh, no. So why don't you roll me a perception check? Brayden, you can also roll one if you would like to help Eddie try and solve this problem. That's a nap one. That's a 21. Oh, yeah, that it. Throughout this room, you see a couple different things. Uh, you notice another scrap of paper. Um, it's kind of in the back, on the floor, under some shit. You have got to be just some receipts. That's fine. At this point, Steve just fucking drops to the ground, is on all fours, just crawling, searching for everything. He's like taking the red string from Eddie. He's connecting every little thing. There's a speck of dirt out of place. Uh, the piece of paper that you find is a scrap. On the scrap of paper, there are directions leading from the dock out front uh, at the, you know, on the coast of the town to the store that you guys are currently in and then out the road further out the back of town and the scrap of paper is ripped there so you can't tell where it goes to you also find uh some footprints leading out the window behind the counter uh and you notice a few smashed vials that are actually empty because these people uh, actually did some drag before they left. Mm. You can follow the tracks. They're kind of like implant imprinted into the dust and debris and stuff. And you notice that they jump out the window and you can go outside to where the window would let out. And you can kind of follow them out the back of town over to the road, headed out into the forest behind Quantro. All right, I'm going to uh, look at the pile of drag do a quick little line off it. Like, all right, they probably only get high for about, I want to say, seven minutes. So they probably have a pace of uh, 35 feet speed. It has taken you six days to get here on top of what you would expect to be probably half a day for the pigeon to fly to you. So these tracks, while they are still here, aren't fresh. So they are definitely no longer on the drag that they did in the room. Yeah, this drag. This is stale drag. Eddie, Eddie, I'd like to point something out. 
Uh, you see how on this uh, torn map here, it says that they uh, started at the dock before coming here. Maybe, maybe if we get lucky and we head down to the dock first, we'll find somebody who saw something. Maybe some people acting suspicious. And then we can follow the trail and see if they, I don't know, maybe busted up a couple other shops while they were high on your supply. Well, there's a rule in the drug biz. First line's free. And looks like it's time to cash out. Yeah! <laughs> I'd like to say canonically, he's definitely doing the yeah himself. <laughs> Not using his boombox or anything. Oh no. Definitely Eddie screaming that. So you guys want to go to the dock? Let's get these motherfuckers. Drew, you stay here. Clean up this mess. This is coming out of your paycheck. Okay, boss. I I understand. Go get them fuckers. So, Eddie, uh, are we following the trail? Or are we going to backtrack and try and find a lead? Some, like, I hop on Steve's. Started. I hop on Steve's shoulders. We ride to the leads. Ride to what? Ride to the leads. You ride to the, for the leads. We go find a lead. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're going to the dock. We're going to the dock. So you guys make your way back out through town and back down to the docks. What are you trying to do down here? Hmm. Um, just, like, search for anybody who, like, would have saw something suspicious about six days ago. Anybody who had been in port during ooh. that time. Ooh, ooh, yep. ooh, ooh, yes, ooh. Eddie. Eddie. What's your I idea? I'd like to try to call one of my rat dealers and see if they could sniff out some drag for me. Uh, you could also just ask them if they know anything. Alright, I'm gonna go, like, all, like, have you guys ever seen the, the movie Frozen 2? Yes. Alright. Yes. You know, she goes, like, the very, the nice melodic one. I'm gonna go, like, oh, oh yeah, this is canonical. Ah! 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 Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're standing on the dock, and two small rats come scrambling down the steps and stop at your feet. Say, uh, in rat, they say, "What's up, boss? What do you need? I'm surprised to see you around." I know it's it's uh, apparently business isn't going too hot here. I need I need some help here. I need you guys to sniff out drug from the past. I take another like lick in my upper lip, like about about six days ago. Six days ago. Okay. You want them to. You want them to look around for drag down here? Yeah. Okay. They split off in different directions. One of them goes up the dock and one of them goes down the dock. And you and Eddie stand, uh, you are Eddie. You and Steve stand there for like 10 minutes or so. And both rats come back and they say, we didn't, we didn't find anything, boss. No drag down here, except for the fresh stuff these pirates have been buying. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I look back at Steve, squeak, squeak. I mean, so there's no drugs or drag down here. Well, nothing as old as the stuff that the, the thieves got into. Do you uh, want to ask the I'd rats like, if like. they have seen, you know this guy, you've seen him. Right. What was his name? You wanna, his name? His name is not Googe. His name is Grog. <laughs> Grog. Okay. Googe is good, though. I'd, I'd like to point out that uh, if... You didn't have any supplies left. Who is peddling this track? Because your shit got robbed. Unless what's his well, fucking face is making more back at your shop. 
yeah, me and Drew, is, you know, we, we're, uh, we're partners. We make stuff together. But I think you, you have a good point there, Steve. Uh, uh, Tony, Rudy, what uh, have you guys been selling anything lately? Who, who's, been, uh, who's been selling the drag lately? They say, oh, we've been, we've been getting stuff from, from Drew. Oh, totally. Makes sense. He okay. hasn't been able to keep yeah. up with, with uh, demand, but we're picking up what we can. You seen what Gooch and his boys have been up to? Or Grook? God, kiss, kiss, Gooch. His name's going to be Gooch. I can't, I, can't, Gooch now. I can't change it now. It's too far. We didn't know they were in town. Are they, are they here? Is that who did this? Yeah, they fucked up. They fucked up the shop real bad, Tony. That is our prime suspect as of right now. I need you guys to get your, your switchblades. We're, we're about to go to war. Keep an eye out for him. I haven't, I haven't seen Gooch. I've seen a couple of his henchmen, though. They came into port last week sometime, and they kind of didn't stop or, like, go to any shops or anything. They just kind of went out the back of town and headed out into the forest. Hmm. I'm writing notes down like I'm interviewing a, a suspect. Hmm, hmm. Can you tell me anything else? What were they wearing? What were they, what were they smelling like? Did one of them act like they had, like beef with the other one. Which way are uh, they going? They went that way. Uh, <laughs> and they point opposing directions. They say, no, we we watched them go out the back of town into the forest. We didn't follow them too closely because we didn't think that it would be required. We didn't know kind of what they were up to. Yeah, Everybody yeah. who works for Grog wears Leatherman jackets, so they're easy to pick out in a crowd. Yeah, and we, we wear the leather jackets. It makes sense. Eddie, Eddie, uh, let your rats know that if they see any of Gooch's boys again, to uh, keep a tail on them and to uh, immediately send one of the uh, ratkin to let us know. Goddamn, Steve. If you go to college, you sound smart as hell. This makes good points. All right, Tony, Rudy, so this is the plan. You see the boys again? You got to tail them. You ain't going to fight them yet, so put your switchblades back. Just tail them. Let Drew know. If you see me, let me know. And I just, like, flick some, like, extremely disgusting moly cheese that's been in my pocket for too damn long at him. There's... Say, thanks, boss. We'll get on it. And they both uh, skimper back. Skimper? Scamper? Back up the stairwell off the docks and back into town. All right. We got to go to the forest, Steve. The first... Uh, Eddie, why don't you roll me another history check? See if you've ever been outside of Quantra. Yeah, 19. Uh, you have actually been, you have traveled from Quantro to the Royal City of Twelfth without sailing around the Isle. So okay. you have taken the mainland straight down. And you know there is a cave on the outskirts of town that uh, these people might be in. I let it take a obnoxiously large map out of my trench coat. <laughs> They're a clown. Like, when is this going to end? Is this magic? And then I'm going to open it up. I'm going to show Steve. So there's this cave on the road towards the woods. That could be a good spot for where they would hide. I concur. I concur. Uh, caves sound like a good place to start. Maybe we'll find a clue. Maybe we'll find the fuckers who did this. Either way, we're going to beat some ass. All right. You guys want to head towards the cave? Yeah. I'd also like to point out we should probably wait the fuck up for Sarge, because I may be a tank, but there is absolutely no fucking way I'm tanking a fool thing of orcs. 
All right, so you guys want to head to the cave. All right. I hop back on Steve's shoulder, manly, manly shoulders. Why don't you make me a nature check? Oh, you. I, I'm not, I don't have very good wisdom. <laughs> oh, this is intelligence. Awesome. Nine. That's a 13. Can we make one as well? Oh, is it? Okay. Um, 13 for me. Okay. 16. Okay. So Eddie and Steve are kind of, there's not really a road to the cave per se. It's more of like a network of trails out through the forest. But you guys are kind of headed in the right direction. And you pointed out the footprints to Sarge. And he has been able to kind of follow them through to make sure you guys are still headed in the right direction. So uh, you guys walk for a couple hours and make it to the mouth of this cave. You can roll me a perception check, but it's not going to do you any good because there's not a whole lot of stuff going on here. You don't notice anything outside around the door or anything like that. It just looks like a plain old empty cave. But with Sarge's nature check, you can tell that the footprints do lead to the mouth of the cave. Hmm. What, what, what inside? What, what, your, what your eyes see? They went inside. All right. That's good enough for me. Let's go. 30-20, by the way, on my perception. Like I said, it doesn't do you any good, but you can now see things. So you guys enter the mouth of the cave, and as you come in, you kind of come into a nice open area, and you can tell that this cave has had some work done to it. It's not just a plain old cave anymore. Uh, it looks like it used to be maybe like a dwarven cave or like a druid cave or something. But there's some wild and crazy shit going on in here. And you guys enter this big open space and notice out the back of it, there is kind of a carved stone door that you can exit through. There's not really anything in this front part. Some bones picked clean from the scavengers and stuff. You assume that this cave also occasionally houses a bear who is not here currently. Hmm. What kind of bones? Mighty fortunate. Uh, why don't you roll me another nature check? I would love to. 15. You, with a 15, you can pick out three different species. You notice there's some bigger femurs from an elk. There are some smaller but still good-sized femurs of a wolf. And then you notice some much smaller bones. Could be from the hand or maybe the arm. Uh, and these are raccoon bones. But does Sarge react to noticing these bones? Sarge, what's going on, man? You're shaky. Do you need a jacket? Nothing, man. I'm fine. And he gives a little salute. <laughs> you guys can... I have some Tylenol somewhere in here. He pays yeah. homage to his fallen raccoon brethren. Yeah. Uh, Tylenol, that's what that is, Eddie. Don't don't judge me right now, Steve. We're in the middle of a cave. Let's stay on a mission. Uh, and you guys can go through the carved out door in the back of this room and see what is behind there. I'd like to set Eddie down. Okay. You guys go on ahead. I have to uh, take a piss real quick. I'll be right okay. back. Sounds like a, a completely honest answer. Let's go. Let's go, Sarge. 
Eddie and Sarge, you guys go through the carved stone doorway and find yourself in another smaller room. Carved into the stone above the wall you guys are facing, there are some words. Do either of you speak Dwarvish? Nope. I barely speak English. No. Okay. Do either of you speak... Do you speak Dwarvish? I do, indeed, yes. Okay. Can we resolve my thing first, then? Yes. Okay, so you guys are standing in this room with three (laughs) doors carved into the wall in front of you and some shit written in a language you can't understand. I have the belt of dwarven kind. It allows me to speak dwarvish. I'm just putting my hands on my hips. the wall. I'm just putting my hands on my hips like, yeah, this is a nice room. The wall tastes like salt. (laughs) Eddie, you are admiring the room that I have made. Steve, what are you doing? You have a nice couch. Uh, I would like to walk up to the smaller bones, gathering from (laughs) Sarge's uh, reaction to them that they are, in fact, raccoon. Why don't you roll me a perception check to see if you do actually (laughs) gather from his reaction? Because he did try to hide it from you all. Well, I mean, he was shaking, but, you know, okay. Um, 17. But you wouldn't know why he was shaking. But I yes, know. Now you know. It's been cold. It's been cold. Okay, true. Okay, I would like to gather up the smaller bones of the raccoon, and I start singing, "Leaves from the vine." <laughs> as, as I take a small little hole to lay the bones to rest in, and then I salute and head back to the group. As you enter through the stone doorway, you see Sarge licking the wall, Eddie standing there with his hands on his hips, admiring the room. Oh, he's like, sorry. Hmm. Oh, he's hmm. trying to take a picture. He's like, I'm looking um, at the, the feng shui of the, the room. You know? I could put a nice little island right here. Everything Sarge, would fit real uh, well. I'm curious as to uh, what the wall tastes like. Thanks, Salt. Is it a uh, good wall? Did you enjoy licking this wall? Maybe a fireplace right here. Just tie the room together. Tie the room together. Would you enjoy licking the wall? Uh, I wouldn't lick a wall personally. So, uh, so you would your character choice, not mine. I can confirm that I would not know that this wall tastes like salt. So, I'm smarter than you. Uh, moving on. Uh, and I guess uh, probably sandstone or something, since it tastes like salt. That's what it needs. It needs a coffee table, guys. That's it. That's <laughs> also, uh... Who would drink coffee in this room? Who would come to this room to drink coffee? Why would you need a coffee table? It's a perfect coffee spot. Look at it. You got the island right here. There's a, par- there's a spot for some rocking chairs. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I swear, guys. We got to come also, back. Also, gentlemen, uh, this door says... Go. Above the door, you see written in Dwarvish, there are three. On the left door, you see the Dwarven word for fire. In the center door, you this see door the says. Dwarven word for crossbow. And on the that right door, door you see the Dwarven word for lion. Okay, so we got fire, crossbow, and lion. And salt. Yes, we do indeed have salt. Should we gather some for the uh, last remaining potato skin? I believe you're talking about. 
<laughs> Did you eat the last potato skin, Eddie? Don't, what, what potato skin? Uh, Eddie, Eddie, don't fuck with me about the potato skin. I immediately go into the, the fire door. <laughs> into the fire door? <laughs> okay, I was going to have you roll a perception check, but Eddie's going through the fire door. Okay. I'd like to say that's not the door I'm going through. Uh, would you guys like to roll a perception check? In the yes, room that you're currently in, that isn't the fire door. I would I'd like indeed. to roll a perception check. Okay. That is a Ooh. dirty 21. Dirty okay. 22. Okay. Eddie? Oh, I got you too. I just, He's in the fire. I assume you weren't, I assume you weren't actually going in. I would fire. not like to perceive what happens I mean, to me after I enter this door. <laughs> 16. We'd like to remain woefully ignorant. <laughs> uh, Sarge and Steve, you guys are kind of looking around the room and notice back towards the doorway that you guys came through that on the floor, kind of torn in half, is a small piece of parchment. You assume it was discarded here by the previous people trying to enter the cave just in case they ever might need it again. So the two of you walk over and pick it up. One of you holds one piece and one of you holds the other piece and you guys match them up together. And on this piece of parchment are these words. The first is full of raging fires. The second is full of assassins with loaded crossbows. And the third is full of lions that haven't eaten in three years. You choose. They're door. They're door. Those lions are 100% fucking dead. What? What'd you guys say? Eddie, come out of the fire room. Uh, that's not a good place to be. Okay. Definitely gonna be. I would argue door. that none of those are good places to be, and I would rather lick the wall. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but if a lion has not eaten for uh, three years now, would you say that lion is uh, alive? So that lion is severely anorexic. That's a big issue. Happened to my cousin Eleanor. She had a big eating disorder. Like skin and bone. I swear, like she turned sideways and be like, Where'd you go, Ellie? Where where'd she go? You didn't even see her. Side note, we are not making fun of anybody with an eating disorder. If you have one, please go seek professional help. Uh, so you guys want to go through the right door? We're going through the right door. I don't know. I think that if a bunch of assassins were sitting in there not eating for a long time, they'd probably be, be dead too, and then we could get some free crossbows. Uh I think they've been given snacks. Lions clearly stated that they did not have snacks. Wait, did you say snacks? That'd be perfect for the coffee. Not of a bitch. I should not have said that word. Okay, anyway, uh, I'm you guys, the right door. You guys reach right forward towards the doorknob and give it a turn and open the door. And on the other side, there is nothing. It is a completely empty room. It's probably 10 by 20. And you notice some lion bones uh, kind of in three separate piles from the lions who have died and decayed in this room from not eating. On the opposite side of the room is another door that you guys may exit out of. Uh, you kind of walk out the door and into a corridor. You walk about 10 feet and notice that your corridor kind of merges with two other corridors and forms a singular corridor and you may continue down through the cave. As you guys make your way through the cave, roll me a perception check. Natural 20. My perception rolls are on fucking fire today. Natural 20 also, <laughs> d20 boys. Dirty 22. 
Okay. Uh, you all hear in front of you what sounds like God. No, that's that's me. Uh, what sounds like a lot of arguing. Uh, it sounds like several voices with the Nat Twenties. I will give you that you hear at least eight, uh, and you also hear one big booming voice that sounds much bigger than the other voices, much louder than the other voices. Does Eddie recognize this voice, or do I recognize this voice? Yeah, how would you recognize the voice? Uh, Eddie, because he knows the person that we're supposed yeah, to I know how Eddie. Eddie would recognize it. How would you Eddie. recognize it? Uh, demon. I was thinking... Oh, demon. no, it's not demon. the demon. Okay. You don't recognize, recognize the voice? No. <laughs> None of you recognize <laughs> the voice. No one recognizes the voice? No one recognizes I, the voice. Brian thinks it's a raccoon. <laughs> Could be a raccoon. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I'm going... How, wait, how far, do you, how far away the voice is? Uh, the corridor you guys are in kind of slopes down and then levels out, and you guys are kind of like halfway up the slope, so you're 30 feet from the, what you assume to be the entrance to this room that these people are in. What you're not sure of is how big the room is once you enter it. Awesome. I want to get like probably another 10, 15. Wait, I got an idea. Okay, I'll go fuck myself then. Okay. Only, only because of this very specific setup of this hallway. I, I like to put my big old cauldron that I was going to use back in my bag of holding <laughs> trench coat. All right, Sarge, proceed. Let's hear your idea, Sarge, and then we'll hear Eddie's idea, and then I will decide which one we will go with because I, I am the neutral third party in this I'll situation. Stool out of my trench coat with bag of holding and just sit down the stool, cross my legs, like, and go on. I pick up Eddie, sit down on the stool, and put him in my lap. <laughs> and bounce my leg. You can... Proceed. I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming you have full control over your trunk. What trunk? I mean, yeah, I got full control over this ass. But yeah, my dump truck's great. Well, well, why are we talking about our, our gluteus maximus? Because I need to use that as a counterbalance. I want you to pick me up upside down. And like hold me forwards so that I can look at like as the thing slopes down, you can kind of stand back and not be seen, but hold me out in front of you, counterbalancing with your dump truck ass on your big ass, and kind of drop me down so where I can see what's going on from once it levels out at the bottom, see if I can see anything before we expose ourselves. All right. I like it. I like it. I was going to pour this giant acid mixture i've been working on i pull out my giant cauldron and i was gonna pour this down the hill and just watch a lot of people get scream and melt their faces off okay uh i do like your idea eddie but i feel like once we do that we do not have the option to do sarge's idea whereas if we do sarge's idea first we do have the option to pour acid on these fuckers afterwards so you guys like my idea i'm gonna go grab some of the salt real quick i scrape some salt off the wall and start sprinkling into the stew and just start stirring it okay it's gonna be great guys excellent stuff it smells delicious so, uh, <coughs> sarge what's your uh what's your uh stealth i got good stealth okay hella stealth i thought so since you're a mom i'm proficient as fuck at stealth okay so I'm guessing if we do Sarge's plan, we're going to have to stealth roll? This is correct. Would whoever's holding him have to stealth roll? 
Yes. Mm. Eddie, are you uh Eddie strong can't hold him because he is too short. I'm going to stay back about fifteen yeah. feet and I'm going to start working on my it's just actually called Tasha's Caustic Brew, but it's my mm -hmm. it's my little my little sludge thing I'm working on. Hey, Sarge, hold on. Wait for Eddie to finish this. And then we're gonna have Eddie be prepared to drop it if shit goes south, because I'm not a fucking stealthy being. You I just have, have disadvantage. disadvantage. Yes, mm -hmm. I have disadvantage. I like to you guys look on back plus on zero. stirring the pot and my wooden spoon's <laughs> already melted into the pot. It's like thumbs up, like it's going great. So we're good to go. Yeah. All right. Ready when Uh Steve, okay, why don't you roll a, a strength check to see if you can hold Sarge upside down? We got this. 15? Wait, hold on. 17. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, okay. A normal sized human. A normal size. So is Sarge. Or so is Steve. So you pick him up and hold him upside down by his feet? What is he holding you upside down by? I would assume my feet. Okay. Does the does the cloak move? <gasps> I would assume he picked me up like, like he would have just reached down and grabbed and the cloak would have covered all of that. So uh, he, he's holding my cloak too. The way me. I perceived it, I like wrapped I grabbed both the cloak and his leg. Like, yeah, saying, like, like so grabbing his cloak to my... Like if he was wearing a pair of jeans, I grab his leg, mm -hmm. but I'm holding on to the jeans too. Okay. Yeah. All right, so he's got you held upside down. Why don't you both roll me stealth checks now to see if you get noticed as you fucking him upside down. Ooh, upside Eddie down periscope. Or is Eddie ready to fucking drop acid if this shit goes south? If he drops it behind us, it's going on. Hold on, I'll get my papers. Wait, is there yeah. just one little hole? I mean, or it's not a like hole. A line? It's kind of like the corridor kind of slopes down and comes out into this room. So you're just kind of like walking forward and holding him down until he can see just kind of barely through the top part of the door. There's not like a hole in the floor that you so would need a ladder. Would there be enough room for Eddie to squeeze in beside us? Yes. And okay. Uh, I like so, to like move my heavy cauldron. <laughs> don't I don't like to describe it to the DM as heavy while you're doing that, but okay. Yeah. Don't want like <laughs> stuff like spilling out the side, like melting the ground. Like, oh, sorry. Excuse melting me. Melting the stone. Oh, okay. Why don't you oh. also roll a stealth check with disadvantage? Okay. As you try and carry this metal pot forward. Oh, shit. Yeah, I have disadvantage. Correct. Okay, I'm good anyways. So I rolled an 18 and a 19, so... Oh, excellent. They rolled a 7 to notice you, so nobody sees you guys. Uh, as you hold Sarge upside down and you peek through the top of the doorway, you look into this much larger room than you guys have previously been in in this cave, and you see 10 humans dressed in leather jackets, and one... my thing. And one hill giant uh, well, standing fuck. with these people and they're all arguing about something. Can I try and figure out what that is? They are, as you kind of hang there and listen, they are arguing about where they should take the drugs next and what they should do with them. 
So some of them think that they should just go dump them in the ocean here, and some of them think that they should take them to their leader and let him figure out what to do with them. And the hill giant is just kind of annoyed that all of these people are arguing and is just yelling at them to stop, pretty much. He's not for or against either kind of for or against either decision. He just wants them all to shut up. Um, I would like to relay that information to Eddie. Okay. And if he knows who any of these fucking dum-dums are, there's just like a bunch of dudes in leather jackets. There's a hill giant. Did you say leather jackets? That's my cruise thing. Uh, yeah. And they're arguing about where to take the drugs next. They want to dump them in the ocean. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to they're gonna just throw away my good drugs? That's it. Alright, where's the biggest guy? I'm going to throw all this shit on him. The room that you're looking into is probably like 100 feet by 100 feet and a good 30, 40 feet tall. So they're not 100 feet away from you, but they're definitely not right up on top of the entrance. I would say they're and probably you did 50 describe feet. describe your cauldron as heavy. Yeah, they're probably 50 feet from the entrance of this room to like where they're kind of congregated at arguing. And you guys are probably 10 feet up the corridor still. Do we see Sarge another exit? So how far is that? Or does he see another exit? It would be 60 feet. Roll me a perception check. Oh, no. All right. I got an idea. I'm going to... Uh, on for tonight. <laughs> well, I cast invisibility. Okay. That one. Uh, you do not notice another exit. That dice is gone for tonight. <laughs> so, oh, man, it's a level two spell. Damn it. Yeah, I'm casting invisibility. It only works on two people? It only works for me. Oh, not even two people, just you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, only one person, one creature. Right. Higher levels, you get more people. Let me double check that real quick. Got my spell book somewhere. Brief intermission. Invisibility. All right, cool. A creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as the target is on the person. Spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. Okay. Yeah, you could cast it on yourself and carry the cauldron. Oh, I probably show the guys what's going on. Okay, I'll back a little bit. Hey guys, I'm gonna sneak up, throw this shit on the biggest guy. Whoa! And uh, where? Then we're gonna fight. All right, bye. Where'd you go, Eddie? You're gonna fight. I didn't understand any of that. I was upside down. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I'm gonna pull Sarge back over the ledge. You just standing back up. There is no ledge. Well, yeah. Is it like a circle? The room? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, so it's... Kinda like... Yeah, okay. we'll just call it a circle for... Okay, cool. Well, so with this uh, this spell that I have right here, it's a 30-foot line, 5-foot wide, any direction I choose. Each creature in the line must succeed at dexterity saving throw or be covered in acid for the spell's duration, which is uh, a minute. And uh, the creature has to use an action to scrape or wash the acid off itself or another creature. Okay. The creature is covering acid and takes 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. Okay. You see, as you kind of invisibly walk into this room, you see the 10 human warriors wearing 
their leather jackets. And you see the hill giant kind of sitting on a rock pile type of thing, kind of off to the side of the group of arguing humans. So you can either cast this spell at the group of humans, and you would probably hit all of them if it's a 30-foot radius. Uh, or you could cast it at the hill giant. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go for all the humans, because leather jackets, that's my crew's thing. They need to make a dexterity save? Yes. They got to be a 15. While he's doing this, I would like to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. You already have AC. Uh, yeah, but that upped me to 20, and I kind of glanced at the stats of a hill giant, and they are not pleasant. Damn cheating. Just wanted to get a kind of an idea. The only one that I really looked at was his strength is a plus 5, so that's an unpleasant amount of strength. Um, okay, I found the sheet that I was looking for. Dex save. Uh, I rolled a 16. They all did? I'm just going to roll them as one. Unless you want me to roll all 10. That, I would more appreciate that. <laughs> it's an automatic fail for me. What did you save? It's a 15. You get six of the 10 that you I'll see with this. Can I change and actually do my Shield of Faith on Sarge instead? Now that I think about it. Okay. Awesome. That's 10 acid damage. Plus two AC to your thing, Brian. Yeah. So the start of each of their turns, it's 10 acid damage until they scrape off the acid. Okay. So start at every other, every other turns. Every other turn? Every, no, every, one of, every time they start a turn, they take 10 acid damage. Okay. And because you cast the spell, you're now visible, correct? As correct. Okay. Yeah, so why don't you roll in reaction? I'd be like, you bada bing bada boom. No one's going home for dinner. Yeah. Uh, you do kill six, all six of the ones that you hit. Oh, Jesus. However, there are still four and the hill giant. Funny guess roll initiative now. Is and that's a seven. Okay. That's an 18. 15. What the fuck is that? Oh, that's, that's Ben. All of you start with Bs tonight, so I can't just write B in the initiative order. Okay, I have initiative ready. Brayden, you go first. <clears throat> okay. Um, you are 10 feet from the entrance to this cave room, and what did I say? 30 feet? So it'd be 40 feet. You said 60, I think. 60 feet? Okay, um, so you're 70 feet. Yeah, you said 60 feet from where I was holding Brian to where everybody was gathered. Yeah, okay. You're 60, 70 feet then. Okay, so there's absolutely no way for me to get that far. You can dash. How far does dash take me? It's double your movement speed. Okay, so that would be 60 feet exactly. Does that count as an action? Yes, that's all you can do is dash. Oh, then I'm not going to do that. Okay, so I'm going to move 30 feet into the room, but like off to the right. So Brian, when Brian comes into the room, he will move about 15 feet away from me. Okay. And I'm going to cast Darkness on my sword. On your sword? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so radius of 30 feet? 15 foot radius. Sphere. 
uh, for up to ten minutes. That's just it's just like it's just darkness. It is it looks magical cool. darkness. Nobody magical can darkness. see through it other than me. Because I have fighting. demon sight. Or demon sight, yes. Abyssal sight or whatever the hell that's called. Okay. True sight, I think, can see through it. Alright, that is your entire uh, turn. So next, one of these humans in leather jackets is going to take a swing at Ben. Does a seven hit? No. How about new? Alright, that is his turn. It is now Brian's turn. I am 70 feet away? Yes. Hmm. How far could I get with 80 feet? Would I be like in the middle of them? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. What else do I have here? <clears throat> Nothing. <laughs> um, okay. I will take the dash action this turn, okay. um, but I'm not going to go straight into them. Um, I'll take my movement to get into the room to see where everyone else is first. Oh, how and close then, is he going to be? Is he going? Are you going to be close to me, Sarge? Please be close to me. Well, I'm, I'm. I literally just walked into the room to see where everyone was. Damn it! So I know where to spend the rest of my movement. Oh, I love screen sharing. Oh, <laughs> this gets my nipples hard. Not just the nipples. Not just the nipples. Are you drawing it? Am I? Am I missing the drawing? Yeah, is it not coming up? I don't I'm see seeing it. the drawing. I'm not seeing the drawing. Oh, I see it now. I see it now. My player sheet was in the way. Where are you okay. trying to go? Over here. I'm the bottom B. This is Braden. Oh, I am the bottom B. You're not here yet. Where are you trying to be? Trying to be over here. Uh, like on the back side of the H. Brian. No, Braden's right here. This is yeah. Braden. Where are you trying to be, Brian? You wouldn't have to take where, your dash action to get to me. Where I'm am I coming in? Right here. All right, coming in right there. Um, where's Eddie? This is Eddie. I don't know how I got over there. I just did. I was, I was very confused by the mass use of bees. Well, we are all bees. <laughs> um, Can't do an S either. Yeah, I'm going to head towards Eddie, so I'm away from that big boy. Oh, so you want to go like over here? Yes. 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 He's right beside Eddie, because otherwise he's going to take an opportunity attack from like each of those humans. You want to go over dashing. here? Doesn't provide uh, one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the closer options so I don't have to get close to any of those people. Uh, how far, like, after walking into the room and towards Eddie, I would like to remain at least, like, uh, what, what's the max distance I could remain from them and still be close to Eddie? Like, what's the distance you could be from the humans but still be close to Eddie? Yes. Uh, Eddie just got attacked, so... That would be five feet from him, and you could be five feet from Eddie. Mm, whatever can keep me, like, ten feet away from the humans and still get me close-ish to Eddie. Okay, sure. Wow, right there is, is where you need to be. I okay. can't figure out how to get my drawing pool back. Should be on the top. There it is. Ignore that. Okay, so, hey. this is Brian. We got Eddie. All right, everybody's in the room. Everybody's in their spot. Next in the order is another one of these humans. They're going to take another swing at Eddie. They do get advantage, but the first one rolled a nat 20, so he doesn't need it. Oof. Okay. Can you guys see this also, or can you just see my drawing? I can only see drawing. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. 
uh, Eddie, you are going to take uh, you're going to take seven points of damage as one of these human warriors attacks you with a spear. And he says, hey, I know who you are. You're supposed to find a new hobby. Drugs are bad. Take this. And he stabs you. Oh, he got me, Sarge. He got me good. Call an ambulance, but not for me. Next in the order is the giant who is going to stand up from his seated position and kind of turn and look at Steve, who is shrouded in darkness. And he's like, what the fuck (laughs) is that? And he is going to the darkness. <laughs> he says, fuck you, darkness. And he's going to try to knock you. He rolls with disadvantage. I rolled a 17 and a 19. So a 20 or a 20. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's plus five. A 20. Yeah, those hit. Doesn't matter what yeah, those hit. Uh, you take Jesus Christ, is it really? Okay. That's the wrong place. You take 16 points of damage. That's your fucking smoke with a rock. That is his turn. Order is Ben. Alright. I would like to after getting hit by the human, I look at Sarge. I grab a syringe. GHB to be exact. (laughs) The new drug. Okay. Alright, Sarge. Don't move. And I just stab him with the GHB. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna tell him what it is. Brian, are you ready? Are you ready for this? I guess. I don't have a fucking choice. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, you know what? It'd be more flavor. You roll a D8 and tell me what your number is. There it is. Eight. A bolt of light shoots from your chest. Another creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of your next turn. Uh, until the spell ends, you can use this effect again on each of your turns as a bonus action. Let's say, what? How, how many turns do you think were allowed, uh, Daddy Master, until the spell ends? Uh, five. Five? Five turns? All right, cool. So you can start now, and then when it comes back around to your turn, you can pick a new target if you'd like. And it'll but be a bonus action. Yeah, and you can shoot it as a bonus action, but why don't you pick a creature now to shoot? In 35. Giant. Uh, yeah, who is in 30 feet of me? Uh, I would say all of them are within 30 feet of you. Yeah, I'm going to shoot at the hill giant for sure. Easily. Okay. What is the constitution save it has to make, Ben? Uh, so I guess it would be my, con- my spell save, which would be a 15. He rolled a 19 plus 4. Yeah, so I, the hill I giant did. saves. So just, uh, and it's not blinded, but it does still take the damage, correct? Um, well, once you chest another creature of choice, you see, must succeed on saving. Uh, no, it, no it, it doesn't take anything, it does take damage if it, it saves. Okay, so Sarge, a random, yeah, no, we're just gonna do a random bolt of light shoots out of your chest in the general direction of the giant who takes a step to his left and you miss. Eddie is still very proud. He's like, it works! It actually works! Uh, The new drug gets rolled on the Barbarian Wild Magic table. And whatever you roll, it gets cool shit. So how how do I react to this drug? I don't know. How do you react Uh, to this drug? You reacted to drag by going wild. Fucking ape wild. This is amped up drag. I would 
assume this is basically me thinking I'm going Super Saiyan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it would... I'll give you one and a half times your movement speed also. So your oh, movement shit. speed is currently 40. You're up to 60 for those five turns. You could have done this before I did this, so I didn't have to take the dash action. <laughs> Next in the order is a, another human who is going to take a swing at Brian. These guys, because they're human warriors, they kind of give each other advantage for every attack. The warrior chooses a creature within its reach. The next attack roll made against that target by a friendly creature that also has the disciplined action has advantage. So everybody who rolls against Eddie right now has advantage. And after this guy swings at Brian, everybody who rolls against him has advantage. He rolled an eight plus something that's not going to do it. So It's not going to do it. But there's another one before Brayden's turn. Uh, and he rolls... Six and a four, also not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, and we're back up to Braden's turn. What are you going to do? Also, uh, they all roll with disadvantage against me because of my cloak. So that cancels out their advantage. Right, so now they're just rolling straight up. Yep. Uh, Steve is going to yell, Fuck you, you big ugly bastard. I am the darkness, and you shall succumb. And rush at the hill giant. Okay. I would like to cast Inflict Wounds on his ass. Okay. Does a 22 hit his AC? Let's find the sheet, but I think so. Yes. Okay. Where is that dice? 21 points of damage on that hill giant, and then I am going to stab him. So Did you get two attacks? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Paladin's at fifth level. You get two attacks. Does a 15 hit him? Yes. Uh, that's max damage, so 10 points of damage. Okay. Uh, next in the order is one of these humans standing in front of Eddie and Sarge. He's going to take a swing at Eddie. Does a 15 hit your AC? No. Oh, no? What is your AC? 17 right now. Nice. Uh, Brian, don't forget you have the plus two to yours also. More. Uh, and it is now Brian's turn. Guys, start of his turn, he gets to shoot that lightning bolt out of his chest. Do no, I take the damage when I do it? No, it's a bonus action. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's a bonus action? We didn't yeah. roll the damage for this drug. It's uh, It goes off the table. It goes off the wild magic table for damage and whatnot. Oh, no, like, for, it's like a bad, yeah. it's like a bad effect? Yeah. Uh, I think for this drug, instead of a d6, it's a d10. Because it's uh, big nope. bad damage. Okay. Yeah. So Brian, why don't you roll a D10, and that'll be the damage you take from GFB. Do I have no choice but to do this? Correct. Oh, uh, you're uh, not a great drug for a monk. Because I lose all of my combat abilities by losing my uh, bonus action. That's an eight. That's a ten. Yeah, seven. All right. You take seven points of damage. Uh, I will also let you shoot this laser beam as a as a separate bonus action. So you can do all of your regular bonus action stuff, and then before you end your turn, if you remember, you can shoot the laser out of your chest. I'll just shoot the laser first. That works. At the nearest human to me. Okay. It's a d6. Uh, it has to roll a con save. It failed. Yeah. I rolled an 8. Uh, 5. 5 damage. Okay. Oops, that's... And it's blinded, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. What is the closest 
you uh, human to Eddie. Uh, this one. Yeah, I'm a. Is that the one I just attacked? Yes. Oh, then fuck that one. I'll do the. No, one actually, there's two on you and two on Eddie. So you probably shot the the laser beam. Hold on. Let's move these guys. So you get a man, and you get oops, a man. You shot this homie. Okay, I'm gonna attack the other one. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. I like how we'd split it up so you guys take care of the humans and I take care of the big dude. Yes. That is a dirty twenty-two hit. Yes. That should. That's a D eight, which is this one. Oh, that's an eight plus four. That's twelve. Okay. And then don't use that. Or uh, I won't use that. Uh, I will cast Fury of Blows. So I'll spend a Kai point and two unarmed attacks for a total of six damage. So 18. Yep. This guy is looking pretty fucked. Still alive. Okay. Next um, to me. That huh? is... Yeah, that's, that's all I got this turn. Okay. Next in the order is one of these other humans who is going to... Oh, shit. No, I get an extra attack. I totally forgot. We're fifth level now. Yeah. Okay. Take your extra attack. So I, I get a whole extra attack. There's a another 22 hit. Yes. I'd assume it's And five plus four, nine. Which one? The same one. He's it dead. was all on the same one. It wasn't all on the same one. You attacked two different ones. You hit no, the that, top one with your light beam. Well, okay, yeah, the bottom bottom one was my beam, but all of my attack attacks were the bottom. Okay. Yeah, the bottom one's dead. That's it. Really got to remember I got that extra attack now, because that really pumps up. I'm pumping dick for damage now. All right, are you done now? Yeah, that's that's all I can do. Jeez, all that's, right. all, that's all I want to do. That was the longest turn. <laughs> the other Monks get so many... Like, when you do yeah. this, you get three of these, and then when you do that, you get two of these, and... The other human in front of Eddie takes a swing and crits again. Ah, oh, you fuck this guy. You take 10 points of damage as this guy gives you a stab with his spear again. Oh my god, I'm about to fuck this guy's world up. Uh, next in the order is the hill giant, who I need to pull up his sheet. Uh, is going I'd like to, to point out I'm under him. Yes, he's going to hit you. <laughs> Your AC is 20. That's a 20. He gets AC two attacks. Was that, was that with disadvantage? Yes. He does get two attacks uh, and hits you with both. Roll a 12 plus 6. Let's see. 7 plus 9 plus 10 is 26 damage. 26. You take 26 damage. Again. 16 last time. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I hit you for that much. Nope. But I ain't, uh, well, none of you could tell, but I ain't looking too happy right now. Next in the order is Ben. All right. Uh, I'm going to look at the guy that just fucked with me, and I'll look at his leather jacket, and I'm like, fuck you and your leather jacket. That's my thing. I'm going to roll. And I got a, let's see, 8 plus 13 is a 21. That is. Awesome. That's it. 2d10 plus 4 damage. It's just on the 1. Yep, on the 1. That is a 
15 firebolt damage. Okay. Uh, he's looking pretty fucked up, but he is still alive. Oh my god, I'm not going to make it. Can you do anything else? Uh, Alchemists don't have much to do. Okay. Next in the order is the... Oh, I should have done that. Last goblin, in, or last human in front of you. Uh, he does not hit you. Uh, that human is dead. Back to Brayden. Okay. Um, how healthy is this hill giant looking? He's looking fine. Mm -hmm. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. I mean, you can hit him twice. For like 3d10 of damage on the first one. You hit him for 30 damage total so far. A lot of damage. Um, 31. Yeah. I'm going to cast Lay on Hands on myself and heal for 25 points of damage. Oh my god. That is my entire pool for Lay on Hands, but considering I think I'm looking worse off than either of you were. He's probably looking pretty fucked up. I'm looking pretty fucked up. I took 42 points of damage. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucked up. I don't, even know how, I don't even have 42 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had 20 left. Is that um, a you're doing better than me, then. <laughs> Lay on hands. No, it's a full action. But I do get another one. So, now... Yeah, we're going to go with Inflict Wounds again. Uh, I'm guessing a 24 hits. Yes. Okay. I just rolled three tens in a row, so 30 points of damage. Okay. He's looking bloody now. Okay, good. Fuck you. Uh, next in the order is the human standing in front of Brian, who is going to take a swing at you. Uh, he doesn't hit on that roll, so... Blind, and he does not have advantage. Mm. Well, he's blind, so he loses his advantage because he gets disadvantage, and then he loses his advantage already, so he gets disadvantage overall. He missed with the first roll, so it doesn't matter what else I roll. Next in the order is Brian. Um, am I still casting this beam? Yes. Yeah, you get two more turns or three more turns. Three more turns. Correct. Yeah. Fuck. All right. And it's up until Eddie's turn because your first one was on Eddie's. No, it's Brian's turn because he gets to choose who he shoots with it. Oh, thank God. I only take two points of damage. You don't have to redo that every time. It's just the one. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> it's the same as drag. You take a D10 when you first do it, and then that's the only negative effect currently. That's what I was like, Drag that, is a D6. That was my question last time. Was you like, oh, you take a D10, and I was like, oh, I have to take damage. No, no. You, I meant for you to take a D10 when you got stabbed with a needle. I forgot. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, I'm doing a lot better than I thought I was. I was gonna, yeah, no. I was going to die. Yeah, no. You just take that singular D10 of damage. Okay. Yeah. You also don't have to use that beam. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Does he? Wow. Yeah, he's gonna have to. I'm on turbo coke. Right. It shoots out of you one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> what is exactly the damage of this beam? Is it like in a line? Is it a cone? It's um, the line to one uh, creature of your choice. It's only one creature? Yeah, it does specifically yeah, say it one. it does say that. Okay. I'm going to, looking at who's next to Eddie, who looks like they're doing the best, like they have the most health? This bottom guy. Yeah, I'm going to shoot the beam at him. Okay. Not the hill giant? Nope. 
The Hill Giant has great constitution. There's no point. It's just a waste uh, of time. You failed. So go ahead and roll your d6. He's blinded. Thank God. Three. All right. Still looking okay. Now you may proceed with your 12-day long turn. All right. I will obviously take the attack action against the bitch in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's a 17. Yes. 17d8. Where'd you go? Two plus four is six. If I get another attack, mm-hmm. that's a dirty 26. That definitely hits. Uh, oh, that's a one. So five on top of that. Okay. And I am actually not going to cast Fury of Blows. Why? Use a Kai point to where'd it go? Where'd you go? Misty step. Misty step. Um, I'm going to take Step of the Wind, use a Kai point to take the Disengage action okay. as a bonus action. And I want to move kind of diagonally up and to the right so that I'm the two people in front of Eddie are between us and the guy I was just fighting is yeah, that's fine. Right there. Oh, okay. Yep. And All that's right. my turn. Okay. So now me and Eddie are surrounding these two, and that guy's just kind of got fucked up, and uh, there's no one in front of him anymore. Uh, he is going to take a swing at Eddie now, though. Um, I need to throw the screen. Does a 17 hit your AC? Yes. On the dot. You take five plus one. Six damage as you get stabbed again by a spear, and they say, drugs are bad! You say six damage? Yeah. Not doing so hot. Uh, next is the hill giant, who is going to swing at Brayden. Oh, wait. Why did I maximize that? I need this one. I have the stats for the hill giant written in my notes for this session, and I'm pulling the stats for the humans off of the bestiary. So I keep having to bounce back and forth and try and draw. There's a lot of shit going on on my screen. Uh, does a 22 hit your AC, Brayden? Yes. Yes, that's with disadvantage. That's with disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a that's plus why I've, I've been complaining. We're trying to get over there, I swear. <laughs> I haven't bloodied. It's just until I cast Lay on Hands on twenty-two. get me bloodied. You take 22 points of damage. Okay. And next in the order is... Oh, shit. I get to attack twice. Oh, lucky I'm here. And I roll a 17 and an 18, so 17 plus 6 is 23. That also hits. Um, yes, but hang on. Um, no, it doesn't. 23 yes. doesn't hit? No, because I'm going to use my shield spell, which is a paladin thing that I can do. As which a adds a plus 5. Yeah, which adds a plus 5 to my AC. Oh, okay. So that tops it off at I don't remember what the fuck my AC is. 18? Yeah. 18 plus 5 is 23. The attacker still hits. (laughs) Okay, then never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to die. Steve, no! Uh, You take another 16 damage, so 30 total. I'm okay for now. I'm not, well, I'm not okay, but... (laughs) Uh, Next in the order is... Okay. 
you have these three humans in front of you and Sarge on the other side. What are you going to do, Eddie? All right. I'm going to see a puddle of blood leaking out from the, <laughs> from the darkness. The dark circle across the room. Because the dark circle is just seven points. 30 foot of. So, circle. since we are, um, like, we're, like, on the other side, then they have an advantage. Does that mean they have to roll disadvantage on, like, a saving throw? No. Okay. Well, the only one that would roll disadvantage would be the blinded one, and it would depend on what saving throw. Oh, awesome. It is a dexterity saving throw, and uh, it can affect two creatures within five feet of each other. The, that one would roll with disadvantage for a dex save. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to throw it on the two that are closer to me. Okay. You want to hit the one that's blinded? I want to hit both of them. Okay. Yeah. This one's I, the bottom one's blinded, so I'll, I'll try to hit both of them. Okay. So I think they gotta make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Fifteen. Let me see what their dex is. Plus one. Okay, one passes and one fails because he has disadvantage. Roll an eighteen and a twelve. Two d six plus four. And that is. Five. It's a nine. Nine acid damage. Uh, does the one that succeeded take half damage? Mm, doesn't say. No. Then no. Okay. Uh, you kill one, and the other one jumps out of the way. Uh, and as a bonus, or as a free action, he says, "See, drugs are bad. You just killed my friend. Now no, I'm, I'm gonna stab like, you again." <laughs> I'm just like shaking, like a, like trying to smile. And Sarge like say, "Like I did something, Sarge. It's all good. I'm not bleeding out. Everything's fine." Would him jumping out of the way give me an attack of opportunity? No, because he didn't go that far. He just nah. moved out of the way of the attack. These guys don't have a very good plus to hit. Eddie, 19 hits. God damn it! Wait, yeah, it does. Wait, wait. Am I within five feet of that creature? Yes. Then I get an attack on it because of my sentinel okay. feet. Okay. Creature within five feet of me makes an attack against a target other than me. I can use my reaction to use a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. Okay. Uh, Eddie, you're going to take five damage, and Sarge, give him a hit. Uh, 16. That hits. Where did my D8 go? Why does it keep disappearing? I'd like to point out we've hit on every attack, and we're not vibing. 10 damage? Yep. Okay. Uh, He's still standing. Eddie, how are you looking? Not great. And that creature's that creature's movement is also reduced to zero until my next turn. Okay, that's fine. They don't need to move to hit you. That's fine. Uh, next in the order is Brayden. How much health are you at, Eddie? Ben? At ten right now. Eddie is having some <laughs> withdrawals or something. He's not happy. <laughs> Didn't How take any drag doing, today, Brian. Not taking any. I'm doing better than I thought I did when I had to take damage every time my turn started. Yeah, just the one time. Okay. I'm still going to cast Prayer of Healing. So all three of us are going to take 2d8 plus my spellcasting modifier heals. Oh, yes. I'm at (laughs) 7. 2d8, that's it, plus nothing? I think I rolled that. And I got two eights, so plus 4, so 20 points of healing. Oh, my God. I'm good. I'm okay. Did I just top you off, Brian? 
Yeah. Yeah, he only took, <laughs> what, like eight? <laughs> I put myself at 27, so the next time the hill giant attacks, I'm dead. Just to let you know. We're coming for you, buddy. We're almost is that there. your whole action? No. That is my that is one second level spell. Cast now, as an action, so you get to attack. Cast as one attack, yeah. Right. Um now I'm going to cast inflict wounds on this giant, which is my last spell slot, because I would like him to die before his next turn. However, that's not gonna be the case, because I don't think a ten hits him. It doesn't actually. His AC is 11. Big sad. Uh, yeah. I'm fucking dead. Uh, next in the order is Brian. Back hold up, hold up. If I try and leave, would he get an attack on me? Yeah, because you're in a blob of black that moves with you. I mean, technically it doesn't have to move with me. It's cast on your sword. Unless you're leaving your sword behind, it has to move with you. But he would still get an attack on me, even though he can't see me. He's swinging at the darkness. I when the darkness that, would move, yeah, he would also swing at the darkness. If you left your sword behind, it's what, 15 feet? Mm-hmm. So, seven and a half feet away from the circle, he couldn't see past it. That would move out of his attack of opportunity range. He just wouldn't have your sword anymore. His reach is 10 feet. But Let's attack see. of opportunity is anyone within five feet of you. Yeah. I'm trying That's to move because so melee that range is five feet. Me. His melee range is 10 feet. That's um... Fair. I'm going to drop my sword and you move. You do get 30 feet of movement. Yeah, I'm going to drop my sword and move 12 feet. Okay. So that way I'm still in my darkness, but he technically can't attack me right now because he doesn't know I moved. He doesn't get an opportunity attack now. But he also has no idea where I am. It would only be seven and a half feet because it's a 15-foot sphere. Right. So you could only move so. seven and a half feet or you would be outside of the circle. Oh, it's 15. Okay. I 15 thought it was 15 from the point each direction. Centered. No. Okay. Then, never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to chill and die, I guess. Brian. Oh, he left. Kill, kill all the humans. Wait, one already died, right? Because I killed one. Two are dead. How many? Two. So there's two alive? Correct. Hey, hey, guys. Guys, try and keep one alive. So that we can interrogate him after this is over, but like knock him out or something, because I I do need severe assistance over here. Uh, chances are I will be going unconscious momentarily. Also, fuck you, you stupid fat bastard of a hill giant. Right, whose turn is it? Um, I, all right. So my turn. Um. I don't foresee this working, <laughs> but uh, let's shoot this beam to the fucking hill giant. What? D20. 16 plus 4 is 20. It didn't work. Yep, that didn't work. Sorry, bud. You're probably going to die. No. Uh, how far away is the hill giant? 30 feet. Uh, actually, 25 from you because you're over here now. I look at Eddie and say, how you doing? I got this. All right, fine. Um, I would like to move behind the hill giant and attack the hill giant. Okay. Oh, that's definitely going to... That's a 26. Yeah, his AC's 11. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a 19 without mods. So... Uh, 10 
for the first attack. Okay. That's going to hit without mods. That's a 15. And five for the second attack. Okay. Is he still alive? Yes. All right. Well, then I will use Flurry of Blows, which is unarmed strikes. Where did you go? There's a bonus action. Those should be D4s. Four, one. So an additional five damage. Okay. Still alive. Not looking great, but he is still alive. Uh, next is one of the humans in front of Eddie. Fuck. Uh, he attacks you for one of his turns, then I can live. That one misses. Uh, that's a bonus action. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, next is the giant who will swing at Brian uh, because he has advantage from the humans. Oh, wait. No, he doesn't. No, not me. No, he would, but he doesn't have the, the perk from the, the human warriors. And he has disadvantage on me. Right. I did roll a 16 and a 17, so what's your AC? Because that's a 22 and a 23. That'll hit. Uh, you take, there it is, 13 points of damage, and then he's going to swing at the darkness again uh, and hits Brayden, and you will take... What was his roll? Hang on. What was his roll? Oh, yeah, I forgot you have the shield thing. Uh, if you cast the shield thing, you will stop it. Because that'll push you at 23 and you only roll a 21. I'm going to cast that. Okay. I'm going to cast it. He does not hit you then. Uh, next in the order is Ben. Yes. I look in distance and I see this giant fucking up my boys. And I see these two humans about to fight me. But I see in between the humans, I have a perfect shot to hit the giant. Okay. And I'm going to use... Melf's acid arrow. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. All right, let's try it out. Let me get some space on this desk real quick. <laughs> All right, that's a six plus eight, which is a 14 to hit. Yep. All right, so on a hit, the target takes 4d4 acid damage plus my four modifier because I'm an alchemist. Immediately, and it takes 2d4 acid damage on the end of its next turn. Okay. Let's do this. Four, seven. Brayden, you don't have any spell slots left. Could you cast shield? Uh, yeah. Shield is a... Cantrip? Or no. a, a class thing? Yeah, it's a class thing. Okay. Like lay on hands. I don't gotcha. have to use a... As far That's as I know... 16 acid damage. Okay. He is still alive. Oh my god. Well, he's going to take 2d4 plus 4 acid damage on his next turn. Okay. Or the end of his next turn. Uh, next in the order... Like, Fuck you! Uh, next in the order is one of these humans in front of you again. Uh, uh, also, I was wrong, by the way, Ryan. It's not my uh, class. It's my race. Mm. Mark of the Sentinel. Then he crit. He crit on me? He crit on you. Oh. And then I flash a lightning. I come down like Thor. And I say, yeah. bring me Thanos. Save crit. me, Travis. Save me. Uh, you take 11 points of damage, Ben. I'm fine. As he stabs you again and says, drugs are bad. Next in the order is Brayton. Okay. Um, if I cast Inflict Wounds and it doesn't hit, does that use that spell slot? Yes. 
You use the spell slot whether it hits or not. So you are out of spell slots. Yes, I am completely out. Correct. Okay, I am going to stab the hill giant. Okay, you're going to walk back over and pick up your sword? I never dropped it because it was pointless. Oh, I thought you did. Mm -mm. Okay, roll. Uh, that would be a 16. That is. I'm going to stab him twice, so I'm just going to roll it again. Yep. Nat 20. Okay. Okay, so... 8, 2, hmm. 8. For a crit, so do I add the other thing again? No, just the ones. Okay, so 8, 2, 8, plus 4. 22. Okay. He is not looking good, but he is still alive. Fucking die already, you bitch. Uh, next in the order is Brian. Yep, he getting bonked. <laughs> he getting bonked. Oh, crit 20. Okay. So, do you do double damage or roll twice for damage? Roll twice. That's an eight. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, a one. <laughs> and a one. God damn it. Five. <laughs> he is still alive. <laughs> I get a second attack. All right. Which is a 10. That doesn't hit. But I can still use Flurry of Blows. Okay. You One of like my attacks hit. You just wasted that opportunity. What, yeah, what a fucking waste to get a crit and roll double ones. Uh. <laughs> Two, Finally. Five damage. damage. You do five more damage? Yeah. Okay. He's still alive. Well, then I'm going to cast my beam at him. Fuck him. Okay. I have to cast my beam yet. Yep. Go ahead. And I cast my beam at him. I crit. He misses it. <laughs> You're going to die, Braden. Huh? You're going to die. Next in the order is uh, one of these humans. He's going to swing at Ben again. What, oh, what are the chances that my crit 20 did less damage than everything else I've done today? A lot. I rolled because a 4 I and an 8, my... so those don't hit Ben. Thank God. Because I did my shield spell, I'll probably live, Brian. But how are you doing on health? How long does the shield spell last? One turn. Oh, so it's done now. Yeah. Ah, mm, no. <laughs> well, unless he attacks me both times, I have he to Yes, because you fucking stabbed him. <laughs> well, that's a valid point. But Brian did bonk him for five points of 19 damage. and 22. Who's, who's doing that? I'm going to die. The giant the is giant? attacking Brayden. No, you're going unconscious. Wait, can one of them can one of them attack Brian? No. Please? Oh, I lost my E4. Cool. Tell me what the end of his turn is, because I just rolled his damage. Plus four. Uh, 22 from the first attack and 18 from the second. Okay. 22 plus 18. What's that come out to? 40. Okay. <laughs> So that would be um, I'm at negative 13 hit points. Yeah. You're not dead. You're just unconscious. Uh, as the actually, you guys don't even know. As the giant swings, oh, because his, my spell dissipates ooh. when I pass out. Yeah. As the giant swings his club at this ball of darkness, he you hear a bonk, bonk, and then a thud as your friend Steve falls to the ground and the darkness around him dissipates. 
Uh, he, however, that is the end of the giant's turn. What is he the damage that he has to roll? 12. 12 acid damage. He's dead. <laughs> yes! Oh, Would he also he fall had, on top of me, though? Because I did two. pass out. I did pass out unconscious underneath of him. No, oh, he I'm... falls to the side. Okay. If he falls on top of you, you're going to actually die. <laughs> uh, okay, so the giant is dead. The Brayden is sleeping. It is just you two and two of these humans, and it is Ben's turn. Oh, Steve! No! All right, I'm going to... Could I attack and then try to move towards Steve? Yes. All right, cool. I'm going to attack the guy, I guess, to my right. Yeah. Okay. Is that guy blinded? How we have a peanut gallery now. Also, why? Uh, no, he's not blinded. All right, cool. Well, it's an 18 to hit. That hits. That's 2d10 plus 4. God, no. No. Uh, he's dead. All right, so I'm going to shoot a vial at him and just start booking it, trying to get the Steve. Steve! No! He's from the vine. Uh, Why would you do that? I'm right next to him. How long you can't heal me? Brian, I know you can heal people. I thought you were a monk. I know monks can heal people. I can pray for him. Thoughts and prayers, man. Uh, Only my prayers heal people. 19 hits. Yeah, 19 hits me. Uh, you take six more points of damage as you take an opportunity attack for running away. I did not think about that. Uh, it is also this human's turn. He is going to chase you and hits again for five more points of damage. Is he grappling me or anything? Or am I, am I still no, running? he's just stabbing you with a spear. He says, drugs are bad! Wait, come back! Drugs are bad! <laughs> 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 this is brought to you by your local dare officer <laughs> uh, you make it to Sarge and the unconscious Steve what are you doing so I would like to use healing word as a bonus action okay. to heal him because it has to be a bonus action because I use my action where's my spellbook? where's my spellbook? there it is healing word a creature of your choice no, you didn't have to come to me to cast healing word Correct. Oh, yeah, it's a range of 60 feet. Yeah. It's what more is, cinematic. What is the Shut word, the fuck though? up. It's more cinematic, okay? It's all about what's, the story. What's healing the healing word? word? Is, oh, yeah. The what's healing the word? word is bada bing, bada boom. You gotta get back up in time for dinner, cuz. Okay, that's that's a phrase, not a word. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Is this your spell? I didn't think so. <laughs> You're not even in this fucking adventure, bud. Also, put your hand down and zoom. And that is eight healing. Put my hand up? Back. Down. You have eight your hand up and zoom. Lower hand. Brayden, you are no longer unconscious. Oh, you can lower and raise your hands. Okay. So, do I have eight hit points? Oh, now? Audio Correct. Yeah, we're not healing from your negative. You just start from zero. Okay. Next in the order is you. There is one human left. He is hurt pretty bad. Don't kill him. We have to. Get information. Oh, I'm really stabbed, guys. I'm really stabbed right now. Uh, who's next? Or who's you. up? Oh, I'm up. Yep. Um, how far away is he from me? Uh, he chased Eddie and stabbed him twice, so he's right on top of you. I am going to spear tackle him. Okay. Roll unarmed hey. damage. Can you describe spear tackling for me real quick? Uh, full sprint. 
lay out Superman style in the air and there is not enough room for you to spear tackle him. him. Okay, fine. Especially also, because I you think stand I would up be on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to dive on top of him and try and grapple him. Okay. You rolled a six. I think his strength modifier is a one. I rolled a 19 and mine is a two, so 21. So you grapple him. So are we out of combat now? Yes, technically. Alright, I want to go up to the guy and open up my vial of quasit, uh, the the quasit poison I have. And I'm mm. like, where are the drugs? Tell me right now, I swear to God. I'm going to avoid all this and just take a short rest. You are the best off right now. And yeah. you're going to take a short rest? I'm not healing. I just want to get my Kai points back. <laughs> I used all Where, of them. Where's the drugs? I used all my spell slots. That sucks to suck, nerd. The drugs are in the back. What are, you, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Where's Gooch? Tell me right now, I swear to God. Gooch isn't here. Where is he? By the beat we were not going to make a time for dinner, bitch. I'm not telling you shit. I told you where the drugs are. Leave me alone. All right, fine. I just pour the vial of poison gas through it. Okay. Damn. Uh, where are dead. you? Where are the drugs going? You only have four more hit points left. I would like to stab his dead body. Okay. You do. Fuck all of you. Uh, okay. Why don't you roll me a perception check? Brian is meditating. Sarge is chilling with his eyeballs closed. So, got a seventeen. Steve, I got a four. Uh, Eddie, you see, kind of in the back part of this room, there's another carved out stone door. There's actually two. One of them leads into another room, and one of them leads into a different room. There's a door on the left side of the room and a door on the right side of the room. Where are you going? Do they have writing on them again? No. I'm going to look over to the left. Okay. Uh, you head over towards this carved out doorway, uh, and through it is a smaller door, or a smaller room, I'm sorry. Uh, and inside of it is a bunch of burlap sacks. With your perception roll, you can pick up these sacks, and inside you find all of the missing drag, save the half a dozen bottles or so that got... Uh, broken and snorted already. All right. With a, a sigh of relief, Eddie sits on one of the bags, opens up one of the healing potions, and just takes a big swig of it. Okay. You can go ahead and heal if you'd like. Yeah. Was it 1d10 plus con plus my awesome alchemist powers? You said there was another door, though? Yes. I would like to go check that out. You don't see it. A nine plus two is 11, 15, 23. Awesome. All right, guys, I found him. Could have just used a short rest and used hit die instead of wasting a whole potion on that. Yeah, you guys are it's almost done. Hey, Dick, you got to have the cinematic effect. Uh, you come back out of this small room, back into the regular common area where there's a bunch of slaughtered humans and a giant. You say, I found it, guys. And uh, you guys celebrate, and then you remember, wait, there's another door over here. So you walk over across the room, and behind this door is a much larger room. This is actually the bedroom of the giant. Inside of this room, 
you find a note that I will send you later, and you find 300 gold pieces. Ooh. I assume it's split evenly as usual? Yes. As the entire party evenly. or just us three? The entire party. Yeah, that's 50, 50 gold. 50 gold. My bad. Uh, so you guys can <laughs> grab these couple burlap sacks of drag and head back to town. Back up out the front of the cave through whence you came. Uh, you guys don't have any issues. Uh, actually, Sarge and Steve don't have any issues carrying these bags of drugs. Eddie, I feel like you fill your pockets as much as you can and then just kind of hold everything else in your arms as you guys yeah, walk back. My trench coat is a bag of holding. True, there you go. You uh, take all of the vials out of the burlap bag and throw them into your bag of holding. You guys head back to Quantro. I'm carrying them on my shoulders again. Uh, upon your arrival back in Quantro, you re-enter the Drag U store and relinquish the supply back to Drew, who says, Oh, shit, boss, thank you. I'll go back to selling it. I'm going to need more soon. Hopefully you've got another shipment coming. I've been making it as fast as I can, but it's not keeping up with demand. All right, well, I could do that, but I just tested out one of my new drugs, and I think you're going to like it, Drew. Okay, send me some of that, too. We'll get that and on the shelves. As he says that, I just fucking... Ah, I just cast my last beam out into the fucking space. <laughs> you shoot your last beam out through the ceiling of this store, and we follow it up into the sky as an overlook of Quantro, and it takes us away. And that is the end of our session. <laughs> it's all about the cinematic effect. And that's what it does. Right there. <laughs>